Hey, greetings, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Staredown. It's our weekly sports talk and real estate podcast amongst friends from around the country. I'm Sean Carpenter in Columbus, Ohio. Bill Risser down in St. Petersburg, Florida. Todd Meininger in Cumming, Georgia. And Anthony Malafronte back down in Tampa, Florida. What's up, boys? How are you, Bill? Let's start with you. Hey, things are great. I uh, had a wonderful weekend watching, I don't know, 17 hours of golf. That was just <laughs> fantastic. And uh, played some golf. Um, played with somebody who uh, played really well, which makes it more fun. And then um, I also celebrated my 33rd wedding anniversary on Saturday. So that was cool too. And uh, a good weekend for me. Todd? Oh, uh, yeah. A lot of golf. Um... A lot of golf all weekend, except for <laughs> I was at a uh, a, a dinner um, a dinner uh, celebration last night um, that I could not uh, get on get out of. I was happy to attend. Don't get me wrong, but it was just the timing of the the PGA. I was just like, oh. But thank God for technology. Um, I could sneak away and, and, and keep an eye on things. But um, I was They're relying like, on you. Keep going to the bathroom a lot. <laughs> I was relying on you guys for to, to fill me in. Like I, I was the only one who didn't live see uh, Morikawa's uh, best oh. shot of his life. Um, we'll talk about though, it. Yeah. Even though he may have a better one coming up, uh, hopefully for him. But awesome. Um, and did my typical pickleball Saturday morning. Um, played three hours. Um, just great way to get exercise, have fun, love the competition. Um, did I tell you it's the fastest growing sport in America? I think I have mentioned that to you, Sean. So anyway, no, great weekend. I thought, Very good. I, I thought it was cornhole, but I'll go with pickleball. <laughs> awesome. That, what about you, Mal? How was it, man? Now that cornhole's on TV, it's picking up a lot of speed, though. That was happening. Yeah. <laughs> now, pretty much the same thing. A lot of PGA. Uh, played golf on Sunday and uh, straight. Word on the streets out. up here in Ohio. Yeah. Word up here in Ohio is you shot 80. It is. Hmm. I did. Sean, and... I shot 80. I won the skins game, uh -oh, excuse me, the, uh, the, the quota game. I was plus five to my quota, which isn't saying much because it's dipped down a little bit over the past couple of months. But I finished bogey, bogey, birdie, double, double, and still won. <laughs> wow. Wow. Awesome. Y, yeah. YMA corner bit my ass. Yeah. I, I, I made wow, about a finish with double square, double square. Wow. Yeah. And, yeah. and still won the tournament. It was great. Still, with still 58 won. players. It was a big yeah. crowd. So yeah, wow. a lot nice. of players, Good for you, man. Uh, but uh, yeah. you know, the sw the swing changes are starting to take, uh, take effect. Now I just yeah. got to trust, trust the process, right? I just got to do it for a whole 18 holes. I did it for, yeah. for 15 of them. Uh, and I need to do it for the remaining 14 of them. I need to do it for the remaining four. And, uh, so you so, birdied you birdied 11, the part three, and then went bogey, yep. bogey no. on 12, 13? Double, double. No, I, uh, we, uh, eight, I made a bogey. I got lucky because I hit a duck hook into the woods and Carney found my ball. I was able to punch it out and make bogey. Um, I made a bogey on number nine, made a birdie on 10. Yeah. Bill, that had to be, what, 25, 30 feet, the putt I made? It was a bomb. Yeah. Yeah. Nice putt. Read it perfectly, dropped it right in the middle of the hole, got to the tee ball on 11, and hit a bad tee ball, found it again, luckily. Oh, you, you started on 13. Okay. We started on yeah. 13. We normally yeah. start on 14. We, we started on 13. Right. This week. Okay. That's what I was, yeah. Yep. And then I three putted for the first time in eons on number 11. To I double. About a, a two-footer a two to double that one. And then my nemesis hole, number 12, I double bogeyed that literally before I left the tee. 
he had he had he was on his quota, Sean, with five holes to go. So I mean, par in's a plus ten. He wow. got to five, and five was plenty. <laughs> turns out four. Yeah, it turns out one. the five was plenty. <laughs> so, so when you're buying breakfast, is that when you sent me the picture of what's wrong with yes. this breakfast? Plate? Oh my god! Exactly yes. right. <laughs> who is who is guilty? By the way, who was that? Who's, Rick Shaw. That was Rick Shaw's plate. The, the guy who's six him? five and weighs one sixty five. Yep. Did you tell <laughs> him, watch, I guarantee you this is going to be the response? And, and oh, so we knew it, it was going to be. We all awesome. chuckled hysterically when we got yeah. the, yeah. the Fantastic. SpongeBob square, square pants <laughs> being buried in the <laughs> Done. <laughs> Done. No, but, great. but but Honey Boo Boo with the ketchup was awesome. Nice job on that, Mal. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're on the streets up here. It was a good round, so well done. Um, guys, I, I, I flew to first flight since, uh, since COVID started. I jumped on a plane, went over to Virginia, saw our buddy Trey Rogers, who's been on the podcast before. Uh, he's a GM of a Browns Mazda Fairfax there. Uh, picked me up at the airport and uh, bought a new Mazda 6, a little grand touring Mazda 6. Drove it home yesterday. Uh, nice peaceful Any drive tickets? home. Any no tickets, tickets on the way home? Good. Nope, Good. no tickets. Uh, new cruise control, learning it. But um, nice vehicle, and because uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna let Ryan take my car down to to Mississippi this week. Um, as we drive down, we'll drive in that car, and he'll stay that one. That way, he he's got a little little more reliability in the car. So um, didn't, uh, didn't hey, watch I, it. I'm gonna point this, uh, Trey. He's only about a half hour from Washington D.C., right? Correct. Well, about my, son, my my son's thinking about a vehicle. I'll have to make sure we hook oh, up. Oh, cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he'll he'll take care of him. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, cool. You know, um, it was a good experience. So. Uh, but I got home in plenty of time to watch only, I think, uh, eight, eight and a half hours of golf. So, yeah, it was awesome. That's all? Um, yeah, I talked on, you know, there, there just needs to be a rule that USGA and PGA work it out that the PGA or the U.S. Opens on the West Coast every year. Every it's just year. the best. Yeah. At least one or the other, rule. right? Yeah. I have another yeah. rule with the exception of the Masters. All majors should have at least one drivable par four. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Right? They, can, they try, don't they? I mean, for the most part. I think yeah, they, they do. Most do. courses they try. They try, uh, yeah. 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 Unlike unlike yeah. what we saw this week. Yeah. Oof, well, let let let's great. talk about let's talk about the PGA because it, it was the headline. It was, um, you know, the four of us are golf fans on this podcast. If John jumps on with us later, John Sanders from last week. Um, I I don't know that I've been that entertained Thursday through Sunday with just the course, the the visuals the the storylines um let, let's start you know a lot of times these these conversations on these podcasts about the events talk about everything but the winner let's just start and talk about the winner colin morikawa um kid played at cal uh la kid just as soft-spoken and as humble and as beautiful as a swing as you're going to see i mean you know um, nobody deserves the the title next tiger everybody wants to give it to the next person that wins a major right i mean jordan was yeah. the next tiger and jt's the next tiger just he's the next Colin Morikawa, and it was just, guys. I'm telling you, <laughs> I think 90% of American golfers are going to start a little slower backswing. When you watch that guy, man, his swing is just beautiful. Mal, let's start with you. Just your thoughts on Colin Morikawa and his win at TPC Harding Park this weekend. I was very impressed with how calm, cool, and and thoughtful he was throughout the final round of golf he didn't get too excited he didn't get too low i mean he hit a couple of bad tee balls early on um 
You knew something was going to happen when he made that long bomb on number one after really not hitting a good tee ball to get to the green. Uh, I just, he, was, he was a lot of fun to watch, and he's only 23. Um, he put his ball in the right position almost all day long when he missed, uh, and he's a great putter. I'm very impressed with his putting. Uh, yeah, you know what? He's he's not a great putter. Look at if you look at his season he, statistics. Right, but he right. but he led the he he led in strokes gained putting this week. Right. And Another interesting stat speed. that I heard on the radio today, Sean. He leads the PGA Tour in eagles in the yeah. final round this year. Yeah, incredible, right? Yeah, he's, Bill, he's not a big guy. I think I think Bill, he has 18, 18 eagles this year. Yeah, your thoughts on overall, Colin, Bill? Yeah, just. Super fun. I love the fact he hits a cut. Sweet. Yes. I'm not a big high draw guy. Yeah. I love guys hit cuts because now I can feel like I kind of like Colin. I hit a cut too, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, it's super fun to watch. And, you know, just a kid, the whole, even the thing with the trophy, it's perfect. It's, he's just, he was so excited. Um, And I like how he handled, he really, um, you know, Nance wanted to say, and you, this course, you've played so much. And he went, yeah, but I still had to read putts. I still had to make putts. I still had to, he really kind of downplayed the fact that he'd played there because he wanted it to be, he, you know, he earned that at 23. He, he won his first major. Uh, so yeah, I thought that you was think cool. About it, you know, Tiger, Tiger's played more rounds on that course than, than, than Colin. Rory's sure, played yeah. more rounds on that course, right? I mean, any, well, anyone yeah. who's in, probably anyone who's been in the President's Cup uh, played more rounds. You know, he, well, I think Tiger, they said he played Tiger 12 or 13 up- rounds. Yeah, Tiger grew up in California. As a kid, he played up there probably 50 rounds, right? Just think about it. I'm right. sure he was up there all the time for AGGA stuff. So Yeah, four-hole tournaments all, plus practice rounds. Yeah, all kinds yeah. of stuff. But, but I thought he was uh, – It's he's going to be a fun guy to watch and root for. That's really cool. So Yeah, for sure, for sure. Todd, your thoughts on, on, on Collins? You know, I mean, there was – at one point, I think there was eight players tied, and you just knew someone was going to make a shot, and then 14, he crushes his drive fluffs his approach shot, but then chips in. Um, Todd, were you watching at that point in time, or are you just getting the, the updates on the app? Um, I, uh, it was uh, about 6 o'clock, so I missed, uh, depending on uh, – I, I probably would just get updates on the app. But my, my impressions of him, and I think you touched on it, Sean, um, a very insightful lead is he's Colin Morikawa, right? Um, Spieth, they put all that pressure on him, and he's kind of going through a little thing. Um, our buddy Brooks Kepka reminded DJ that he's only won one major, right? Um, which I'm sure we can talk about later, but, um, yeah. I just, I just, he, he was chasing Tiger's, um, cut mark, right? Uh, earlier this season, he'd made 24 consecutive cuts and Tiger had, I think 27. Um, so he's missed one cut since turning pro last year. Um, right now he's, he's legit and it's awesome. And, um, on a side note, um, his college sweetheart, who plays golf at Pepperdine, they're they're still together, and uh, it's kind of neat that he went to Cal, she went to Pepperdine, and uh, think of his meteoric rise in the last year. Um, if they if they can survive that, they'll survive anything, right? Um, he's got he's got the world uh, by by the in the palm of his hand. So great, I mean, it's just a great overall story. You see, he's been a pro like fourteen months, and his career earnings are six point eight million dollars. <laughs> yeah, nuts, in right? fourteen months. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Doing and again, well, he's only just, this one cut, two-time winner, one-time major, right? Three-time winner. Three-time oh. winner, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Just his poise. So let's, let's kind of talk about his round, and then we'll, I, I want to kind of go through the top ten because we all kind of had a piece of the top ten uh, in some of our players that we were watching, which made it really fun. Um, you know, he, he just – he made so many good pars. You know, he, he didn't make a bogey. 
shot 64, had a chance, really. I mean, left, left that one on 17 on the doorstep, what, two inches short, Bill? Uh, and then he, and then he, you know, just ran it a little bit low on, on, on 18. He would have shot 63, could have shot 62 technically if he would have made both those putts in the last two holes, but didn't need to. Um, you know, his round was just, he hit fairways and greens, but his, his iron play, his ball striking is so good that he really didn't leave himself except on 14. He didn't really put himself in any bad spots. And so many guys we saw short sided themselves. We saw DJ short shot himself. We saw, uh, Tiger many times during the during the, the, the week. We saw Rory short side himself. Uh, Casey at one time short side himself. Scheffler, um, you know, and, and just it seemed like that course was, you could tell from the TV, Bill, if the ball, you, if you could still see it when it stayed in the rough, it was a good, good lie. If you yeah. couldn't see it, you knew it was buried. Yeah, they were in trouble. Yep. I love that. I mean, that's Northern California, right? They, that, that, uh, and really California in general along the coast. Rough can be a, yeah. severe. Yeah. So that, uh, yeah, you're right. Even, you know, when you, you talk about that one of 14, he just kind of fit, you know, just hit that little fade out to the right and lost it, left it on the right side of the, you know, that was, he was able to chip that in. So once again, he didn't short side himself, like you said. So all, all of, uh, his, all of his game was on really on point. I mean, like set a record. He shot, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What was it? Um, nine under on the weekend is the lowest score ever, ever to par, yeah, yeah. Uh, in, a, in, a, in a major. So wow, the, best really? weekend, the best weekend ever at any major ever. Yeah, 64, is, 65. So 129 sound right? Yeah, I remember reading that number. Yeah, yep. crazy. Wow, that's, so, that's incredible. So, Mal, let me ask you a question. You watched all four rounds, or at least parts of all four rounds. How about a tip of the hat to the PGA for the way they set that course up? Fantastic. Fantastic. All of the pin placements every day were different, and they were all hard. The, the course started hard and got gently harder over the course of the week. Um, and it's a spectacular place to, to just watch on TV. Uh, and as we talked about last week, Sean, the, I didn't know the course that well, so I enjoyed watching the holes, learning the holes uh, and how they um, – it's interesting how the, the front nine is on the inside and the back nine – circles the course and is on Circle, the outside yeah. of the of the of the in, of the inward nine which is kind of cool you know about three or four times over the weekend i went on google maps and i typed in harding park and i looked at the course on satellite and i zoomed in to sort of see the layout so i was trying yep. to get a feel for when you're on this green what tees can you see because you saw a couple times where guys would not tap out even like three inch putts because they were waiting for the driver um yep. and, and boy how different would that course have looked and played with the grandstands around the greens. I mean, imagine the, the echo on 16 when that ball of Morikawa's got on the green. Um, just imagine the sound. I mean, you saw Casey on the replay <coughs> exactly. turn around and look. Yep. Um, just, you know, and, and maybe we're cheated out of that, but I think it, it, it would have been a different tournament just altogether. But I thought the you PGA know, think, Tour deserves the biggest hat tip for just the way they set the course up. You, you think about acreage of that course. It, it might be one of the smallest courses out there. By and there's 27 holes acreage. on that property. Yeah. That's amazing though. It's all packed in there, you know, so that's, yeah. it's, it's very, very, very interesting to see, for, see from above. So. Oh, the, but the views were, and, and, and to think though, I sent you the picture, the other side of Lake Merced is Olympic, Olympic. country club. Sitting right there right. on the hill. It's, big, it's on a big bank. Yeah. It's super cool. San Francisco country club, just, just on the other side of it. It's unbelievable. That little property oh. area. Um, Amazing just, use of drone photography. 
amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. some beautiful shots of those big, uh, big cypresses and uh, just gorgeous. So, and I want to give a quick shout out uh, also that I thought ESPN on Thursday and Friday did mm -hmm. a great job. Mm -hmm. I mean, just their coverage with Scott Van Pelt, David mm -hmm. Duvall, I thought was mm -hmm. fantastic. I don't, your thoughts on David Duvall, guys? Todd, mm -hmm. I know you paid a lot of attention on Thursday, Friday. Yeah, I, I, I like uh, Scott, Scott Van Pelt uh, does a good job. He originated with Golf Channel, then moved over to ESPN. Yes. So yes. I think he's very comfortable in that role. And I'm with you. David Duvall amazes me in that he was so quiet and stoic, almost like DJ and maybe Kepka and maybe Gary Woodland are today, but back in the 90s, right? So you'd think he wouldn't be as um, – I would think he would be as good as an announcer as he is. Very insightful. Um, very even keeled and calm, but he, he very insightful. I mean, he's a lot like Jeff yeah. Gordon though. He, he kind of yeah. gives you the inside track on here's what he's thinking on this. Not just here's the way the ball is going to break. Right. Right. But here's why he's not going to miss it left. Right. Well, it makes and, Romo great too. Right. In, in football. I mean, yeah. it, that kind of insight is yeah, really. So a plus, uh, well, I don't give a pluses, a, a marks across the board. Right. <laughs> we, wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We don't give a pluses. Where'd that very come rarely. From? Very that came rarely. Out of the blue. I've, I've been talking to you for years. I've never heard you say that. <laughs> Mal, Mal or Bill, any, any thoughts on the coverage this week? I loved it. I thought they yeah. did a great job. Uh, give Phil Mickelson a mic and let him do oh, it. Oh yeah. Now. He was <laughs> awesome. He was terrific. Um, they had to talk more amongst each other mm -hmm. and, um, Ian Baker Finch is fantastic. Mm -hmm. uh, him and Nabilo have a great uh, Yes, they do. Yeah. Yep. Uh, um, what's her name? Walking the Fairways. Dottie, uh, Dottie Pepper. Yeah. wonderful. She's yeah. really and, and good. Trevor Himmelman. Trevor and Mark, his yep. brother. Yeah. And Mark are good. Yeah, they're all good. Yeah. Think of it. You had a South African, an Englishman. You had a, a guy from way, uh, New Zealand, an Aussie, yeah. <laughs> Aussie in the booth. It was great. I mean, it was, yeah. And uh, Sir Nick cover. had one of the best lines I've ever heard on TV. Right? When they showed yeah. the boat cruising through San Francisco Bay and the waves were crashing over. It was a pretty good sized boat. And he goes, I get seasick on a damp lawn. That was a classic <laughs> line. <laughs> it was how great. About, and how about Phil and, and uh, Sir Nick's banter back and forth? Yes. Was, oh, was that great. was funny. Awesome. That was they were great. doing swing vision of Phil and, uh, and Nick said, and you guys would know better than me, he goes, maybe you should shorten up your arms a little bit. And Phil goes, well, if I shorten up my arms, I wouldn't be able to hit such bombs. And Nick said, well, maybe you would have won seven or eight instead of your four or five or whatever. It was yeah, just yeah. great little well, banter one, back and forth. At yeah. one point, I remember Nick, Nick saying, well, when you get to eight, let me know. When you get yeah, to eight, like just that. let yeah. me know. Yeah. Yeah. Then, then you may want to shorten those arms up. Nick right? has seven, Todd, yeah. Exactly. Todd, it's, it's the old, I'm here, you're here. When you get here, call me, right? Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, very, very good. That well, was super um, good. Yeah, I just it was so good, and I just by the know, way, who 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 do we owe money to? We have to settle uh, up the bets. Me, we can do this. Me, it's at Todd. What did you win both? Well, so so fifty percent of the pot was going to the winner. That's and you. And then the, the prop bets we pushed on the cut line because it was one, and uh, we either picked over or under. Nobody picked one. Um, okay. Club pros, I'm the only one that lost on that. So you guys each win two fifty <laughs> on that one. Four or four um, and a half, huh? Winning winning score. Uh, of 12 under, uh, we went lower. Anthony, Bill, and Sean said it was going to be lower. It was 13. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then uh, 63 was not uh, broached, so 64. So the over of Anthony and Todd, get that. Um, the other the other prop that we had was if there was a – guys, we did good on our picks. Listen to this. So Anthony had nine – Anthony and I had nine of the ten guys make the cut. Hmm. Uh, Todd had eight. 
John had six and Bill had seven. I had eight. Um, you missed Ches Reevy. He made the cut. He was he he made the cut on the last hole. I had eight. Oh, he did. Yeah. Okay. What what did Ches shoot overall then? Oh, plus because six I, overall. Plus six. It was plus, horrible. Okay. Okay. That yeah. okay. So that changed. Hang on. Listen to this though. Uh oh. Uh oh. So Bill, because <laughs> listen, I, I was just so the tiebreaker came down to Mal and I both had nine players make the cut, so the tiebreaker yeah. for that one went down to the total score to par. And Mal's yeah. guys were 29 under. Even though I had the winner, my guys were only 11 under. Wow. So I had nine guys make the cut. Bill, you had eight guys make the cut, and you guys yeah, were 37 under. I know. I had, I Todd, had, I had, Todd had eight guys make the cut. He was 32 under, and that was only because Sun Kang, his number 10 guy, shot 10 over. Oh. He, he would have been 42 under. I knew you so would get a dig in there about my son Kang pick. <laughs> listen, listen, Todd, you had you had 11, 10, 13, 13, uh, no, uh, 11, 10, and uh, um, 11, 10, 10. Bill, you had, or Mal, 11. you had. Uh, so no I think one really you should send me the money, right? I had four yeah. guys. The, all of the guys that tied for 13th at seven under were all my guys. Well, yeah, I, I had five guys a, uh, in the five guys in the top eighteen. Bill deserves a best number ten pick of Scotty Scheffler. I mean, that's just brilliant, right? <laughs> sorry, right? sorry, yeah. Anthony. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, of the uh, of the of the top players, I'm just looking. Um, let's see, JT was the was the JT and Webb Simpson both won under for the for the top seeds. Um, obviously, I had the, the best second pick with Marikawa. Obviously. But it's funny how, you know, uh, like Todd, you're, you're, you know, Dustin, Tony, and Jason Day, Day yeah. combined, combined 31 under for those three guys, right? How so, about Paul yeah. Casey? I took him like eight or nine, right? Yeah, right. Let, let, let's do this really quick, guys. Before we finish up, I just want to go through the top 10 and just, if it was your guy, I just want a quick thought on him. Uh, Paul Casey, tied, t tied for second. Bill, just your just real steady i loved his attitude afterwards i loved how so good. he just because he, he had he had a rough blip in his career about eight years ago he he said something really detrimental about like u.s players or he got some kind of thing going it was really weird but he's definitely matured and turned into a, a very nice uh well 43 year old guy who had a shot was a likable cool. guy yeah played great yeah. i mean his his t-ball was just money yeah. just yeah. money todd uh dj comes in uh, kind of a backdoor second uh you know, just a, just the bogey layer on 14 or 15 that just, you know, when he needed to probably make par birdie. Uh, but but he played well, huh? Yeah, DJ, that was a, a DJ major. Um, you knew he's going to finish at least in the top five. He ended up tied for third. Um, he had the lead for a little while. Um, dude, it's hard. One person wins, right? <laughs> yeah. That's what we got to remind ourselves. Only one person wins, right? So... I just got to say about DJ, I mean, his window is not going to be open much longer. I mean, he's got to, he's, yeah, he's got to find some ways to, to close it. He, he's yesterday's loss. He's the first player um, or the most recent player to have runners up now in all four majors. I believe he was runner up in, in all four in a row. I think his resume is going to reflect more of the Phil kind of with a, a lot of good high finishes, but that only that one win. Right. So, but he's got yeah. time. He's got time. Oh yeah. And 21 wins on the tour. Let's let, yeah. you know, we'll, yeah. every year, 13 years in a row. Uh, right? Ty, you, you keep the mic. Uh, Matt Wolf kind of comes out of nowhere, but finishes T3 or T4, I guess. Um, yeah. Just made the Eagle on 10, just missed so many putts on 12, 13 and 14 by inches. So, yeah, the one critique I have about golf coverage in general is there's a lot of guys that are 
eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 20 that you never see. Uh, we got to see Matt uh, a lot on Sunday because he went birdie, 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 eagle on um, <laughs> seven, eight, nine, 10. So he went five under in four holes to get him right back in. And, you know, I say good for you. That's why you, uh, what was he tied for fifth, maybe? Um, you know, you, you have to have that good stretch. He plays way back in. I mean, you guys golf, you, you can't keep, you can't sustain that. <laughs> birdie 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 eagle i mean you know you, you're gonna come back and, and make a few pars but anyway yeah. hey todd none of us have ever been birdie 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 eagle so. <laughs> i have in um putt 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 I, I did that once so anyway yeah um stay stay on the mic todd uh, jason day another one of your picks boy what a good week for him huh started out well um another guy who, who had early success and is just kind of Treading water, a Columbus boy um, um, for you, Sean. Even though they say Australia when they, uh, I guess, just because where he currently lives doesn't matter. But, yeah, really good. Um, and, and, again, it's so hard to sustain uh, excellence in four days. He had a little bit of a drop-off um, Saturday, was it, where he just, again, would have needed to shoot, uh, shoot a 66. I think he shot a, a 70. Um, but never really blew up. Uh, very consistent. So the way his form's been lately, I thought it was a, it was a good – Good performance for him. Yep. Uh, Mal, uh, John's not with us. Talk about Bryson DeChambeau. I thought he, he played well. He, he just couldn't make things happen. Could I jump in? How about his 18th putt uh, on Saturday, a 95-foot for birdie? <laughs> yeah. Was that amazing or what? Go ahead, Mal. This Sunday, Carney says to me, I'm liking putting like Bryson DeChambeau because he's very rigid with his arms the way uh, Joe Carney's our, our golfing buddy is playing. I have a hard time watching him swing and putt because I know I can't do any of the things that he does. It looks so foreign to me, but it's clearly working for him. And uh, uh, I'm still not a fan. I wish I was. Uh, I don't wish him bad, but I mean, uh, give me Bryson DeChambeau and Tony Finau. I'm, I'm rooting for Finau in that group the entire time. Uh, hmm. Bryson is changing the way we we're going to watch golf. I think so. We're going to see more people like it, uh, do what he does. I don't know about the, the clubs being all the same length and the huge fat grips and all that, but I think you're going to see guys look to bulk up and, and be long. Yeah. Hey, Mal, Mal, just think back. I mean, 86 masters, how many shark putters did Nicholas sell after that tournament? Right. And the side, the side saddle uh, stance and, Yep. People, you know, the, the amateur golfer will buy into it, that hovering the hovering the driver, waggling six times, um, you know, more power to him. The Tiger uh, really effect, quick. right, Bill? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Todd Finau and then, and then, Bill, your pick on Scotty Scheffler. Finau, uh, you know, just once again, close. Just his, his tee shot on, seven, on 16, Todd, I think was critical, right? Hit behind the tree. Yeah, I, I might have missed that one. Um, but he, he's, again, just steady, always in it. Um, in the smaller tournaments, you'll see him leading on Thursday and Friday. Um, again, I'm not sure how many career wins he has, but he's he's, he's got to be – yeah, he's, he's teetering on greatness, I would think, if he could put some things together, right? Um, but solid, solid guy. Um, yeah, I mean, I, was, I thought it was a safe – if you're picking a top ten, it's a safe pick, right? For sure. And then, Bill, you're, you're, you're inkling on Scotty Scheffler. Like I said, I heard it, heard it on somebody – some radio – PGA tour radio show somewhere. So I picked Brilliant. him, but Brilliant. the, yeah. um, like that is the oldest looking 
guy in his early 20s I've ever seen. He looks like he's in his early 30s. Yeah, he looks like he's 30. He was buying beer in 10th grade. Yeah, I mean. (laughs) (laughs) But he just had this great, you know, uh, mental attitude the whole way. Just kind of very. Dude's a pretty machine, yeah. Calm, too. Just calm. Not excitable. Yeah, hits, the, hits the ball miles. Just he, mile, him and DJ yeah. were a great pair. You, you know, really. You know, we no one took Cameron Champ. You want to talk about a kid who hits the ball a mile and wow, low right? wanted to? Yeah. Those were that was unbelievable. Um, nobody picked him though. So yeah. So Justin Rose, a nice nice finish. Uh, T not or he finishes ninth by himself at nine under, and then and then three young guys: Zander, Xander Shoffley, uh, Joel mm-hmm. Damon, and Cameron Champ. Uh, oh, round out your top I two, ten. I had I had two of the three there. Yeah. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Damon, so, Damon and Xander. Nice. Yeah. So, um, you know, really quickly on Brooks, uh, Todd, your thoughts on Brooks's comments on Saturday night? Um, was that a was that a um, a nervous thing? Was that him just trying to? You know, I heard a podcast today saying maybe he just didn't feel like he had his game, so he figured if he just talked a little shit, it might intimidate people. But mm-hmm. he kind of called out DJ and Bryson by not by name, but by saying, "Look, I'm the favorite." I've won four and these guys have won none and one, right? Yeah. He may not have called them out by name, but he called them out pretty specifically. Um, it, we all, Bill, you're a baseball guy, Manny being Manny. That's, that's Brooks Brooks. He's super confident. Um, he has been battling an injury. Uh, so maybe if we laid him on a couch and he paid 170 bucks an hour, <laughs> we could find out that he was a little nervous or a little, I think, um, I think he was trying to intimidate a little puff, but I think he's also trying to build himself up saying I capitalize on these opportunities and I'm going to do it again. So mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with it. Um, it's not my style, but um, you know, I kind of like Rory's take and, and rebuttal. He basically said, you know, I respect all players out here. It's not easy to win. You know, he, he subtly kind of jabbed back at him, but yeah, I, I, I thought Rory, I thought Rory was great. He said, look, I mean, I don't have I pick him. He's won 21 times on the yeah. tour. So, yeah. you know, yeah. it's not, you know, you, you can, you can say one major versus four, but he's won 21 times and Brooks has won six, six. whatever, you yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. If you, if, yeah. if you so, don't like him now, it's not going to help. But again, I don't think it was extremely out of line. Again, I would have gone a different tact, but that's just Brooks think, being Brooks. So. I think it was Two the more quarantine. Thoughts. It was the quarantine 15 around his belly. He still hasn't gotten rid of yet. So. Yeah. Right. Two more thoughts. I'll go Bill and then Mal. Uh, Bill, your, your, your comment, uh, Tiger, uh, good hmm. Sunday. But hmm. other than that, kind of a lackluster event. Yeah, it's the Tiger that you see more often than not now. He's, a, you know, he's 44 years old, and that's the Tiger we have. Uh, I, still, I still think, I, I think Anthony brought this up. Um, you know, we'll see what happens at Augusta because that's his, that's his track. You know, if you're going to mm, go yeah. that, that old horses for courses thing. Um, but, you know, I, 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 the good news was he was healthy. Um, you know, he was 0 for 7 or 0 for 8 up and down out of bunkers. Very mm-hmm. untiger-like. And, and so, you know, if he converts those at a 75 or even 80% clip like he normally does, he's at minus 6 or 7. And, and at least yeah. a, 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 part of the, a part of the conversation. So, uh, which, which leads me to my really quick comment about the pros being pissed off about the shitty Muni bunkers. Well, welcome to our world, Mr. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish we had perfectly groomed bunkers with sand exactly as deep as you're expecting it to be every time you hit a shot, because that's not the real world that we play in. <laughs> right. Hey, Bill, how many, how many short is Tiger from Chase and Jack? Is he three? Well, it depends on what you're counting. 
If you count just majors as a oh, professional well, golfer. Are you are amateurs count as majors? Because yep. it's no, two no. if you count that. Oh, it's three then. He's three, three behind. So he's 44 if he wins. Masters 45, at 44, 45, and 46. Well, he'll want to win yeah, a Masters. the Masters less at 46, he can tie. He wants to win say. a Masters at the age of 47 or 48 because that would put him beyond <laughs> Jack. Right. <laughs> Good goal. Good that's goals. what he's working towards right now is a master's when he's 47. Yeah. Now we go. went heavy on golf because we're all golfers, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish with you on this one. We saw a ton of previews for next year's PGA, Kiwa Island. South uh, Kekalaka. You know, the, the, the videos look great. Uh, just your thoughts on looking at we're, – we're way ahead of the game. There's going to be one, two – there'll be three majors before the next PGA. Uh, no, no, no British Open this year. Um, just your thoughts on heading back east to – you know, the, the course up the, up the street from your son. And I'm going to put you on the spot now. Early pick for next year's PGA. Your thoughts wow. on Kiwa Island and Scotty Scheffler. Well, my, <laughs> a, surprise, a great question, a surprise question. My, my first thought is the stare down at the PGA live. <laughs> I'm, I'm, my tickets, I'll be buying my tickets August 27th. I already submitted, right. and I've, that's my spot to buy tickets for that. I'm taking Kevin. Again, oh, nice. we're going to meet. Yeah. He'll just drive down from DC. I'll drive up. So. Yeah. Uh, but uh, who's going to win it? Uh, it's very early to say, but uh, I'm just going to, I'm going to say that I think it'll be somebody young, very young. Does Scotty Scheffler have a chance? Kia was a different course. It's more of a Lynx style course than what they just got through playing. Um, yeah. So it's going to be someone that keeps the ball low, uh, but, uh, it'll, it'll be somebody, it won't be one of the old, uh, the older guys. It'll be somebody under the age of 30 and, yeah, yeah. uh, Colin Morikawa has as good a chance as any. Yeah, for sure. And, and Victor Hovland and Matt Wolf and Victor Hovland, know, Justin yeah. Thomas. And yeah, just so many guys you could name. So guys, what a great, you know, I can't wait. We got the next major coming up in uh, well, really, I mean, we've got the tour championship coming up in, in two weeks. Uh, they go to Greensboro this week for really a lot of guys positioning themselves for the three-hole, uh, the three-round uh, stretch. Um, Bill, let's jump into baseball. I'm going to put you on the spot. Um, uh -oh. Right now, you got the Yanks, Twins, and Oakland A's in the AL. Oakland A's with the best record in the AL. You got the Braves, the Cubs, and the Rockies. Mm. And the Cubs, by the way, have the best record in baseball. Once again, it's all based on, on winning percentage right now. It's 769, opposite of the spectrum, Pirates and Angels at the bottom of the two leagues uh, based on winning percentage pirates, a miserable three wins on the season. Um, just your thoughts on what's happening in baseball with, there's been a bunch of cancellations or, or postponements, I guess I, I should say. Um, what's been your standout story, Bill? What have you been watching? What have you been kind of paying attention to when it comes to the, the America's pastime? Well, I think, unfortunately it has to be the Cardinals. I mean, you know, to have played five games when other teams have played 15, I don't know how they're going to, um, I don't know how they catch that up. You know, there are only so many open dates. There are only so many double headers you can play. And, and because they've just been like haphazardly throwing people at each other because they were able to get their people healthy and they didn't have a breakout of, of, of players or staff, that's, um, I'm just, I mean, we're going to see some really weird results as far as who makes the playoffs. And it is going to come down to winning percentage as opposed to everyone playing the same number of games, which is yeah, which, 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 which probably changes, which changes St. Louis's thought process from here forward. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. I mean, you, they, yeah. you, you just go balls to the walls. It's not like you got to get 60 games in. you might only play 50 depending yeah, so on their where their starter at. might get a, little, a few extra rotations on four days rest. 
going to be interesting. So that, that for me is the biggest, um, as we watch. I'll tell you, Bill, that's good. You brought that up. That's a good point. If, if whoever their starters, Carpenter, whoever, if he can throw five really good innings and they can yank him out with a three run lead and get him four and a half days rest, maybe, or three and a half days rest with a, with a travel day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think that's been fun. I mean, the seven inning double headers are weird. Um, Just some things that just stood out in my mind because I'm not ready for it to end. I mean, I, the Rays and, and Yankees split one over the weekend. And you're like, oh, damn, it is over. It's, you know, I'm thinking they got two more at-bats, only down a couple runs or whatever it is. And like, oh, no, it's over. That was their last, their last at-bat at seven. Um, and that's why it's, it shocked me they had the uh, game time set so early. I go, there's no way this game's going to finish in time for a 5-10 restart. Well, guess what? When you play seven innings, the games go a little quicker, uh, actually a lot quicker. So uh, that was kind of fun to watch. Um, and so, and was, that one, was that seven innings, was it, was it two hits for each side? Yeah, game? that was yes. That uh, was that one of them. Yes, I think. Yeah, it was. That was the first game. So there were two two hitters, one nothing game. Um, and actually, Anthony, that was a nine inning game the day before. That was a nine inning game. That's I think right. wasn't that's it? when they the run one was scored on a sacrifice fly. You know, you're in the, right. In the eighth that inning, the, yeah, that was the night yeah. before. You're right. Wow. So that was uh, that was an amazing pitching performance by uh, you know, Snell started for the uh, for the Jays for the Jays for the Rays and who started for the Yankees. Um, not going to remember off the top of my head. I don't know why. Ah, okay. So yeah, it was. Uh, it's been. It's been fun to watch. And I'll tell you what. Here's something that's just really weird because I've watched a ton of baseball, and you know, especially when I was working for the team for the pods. But if we get Joe West one more time for the Rays, mm-hmm. he has been. That's like we. Cowboy Joe West has been the the umpire for. I think if they've played 16 games, I think for like 14 of them, we've had that same crew. And I'm sure it's all, with the, the, it's all travel. I, yeah. I think it's all just keeping it together and simple, but over time that could rub some of those players the wrong way. If you know, you don't like the calls. You're getting from breeds content, right? I think, yeah, I think you're right there. So that's been one thing you didn't even think about, you know, listening to Dwayne yeah, stats and Brian. Would you rather have angels than it is Bill? He was a Phoenix guy. So I, I'm all right Did with angels. Everybody along? hates him. He, okay. yeah, yeah. He lived in Albuquerque. I know. Todd, your Bravo's in first place. Surprisingly, the the, the uh, Nationals in last place. I'm um, not so sure they're in first place. Let me do a little research. I think the Marlins oh, have the um, Marlins no, they are in a row, they, right? They are well. They are leading the East right now in the standings, as far as just not. Yeah, you know, I think percentage, win percentage, uh, has them yes. ahead, right? Yeah. So yeah, and that's what I love about this year. Um, listen, we've talked about this before. Um, this is going to be an asterisk season, um, and you know they're going to have to figure things out with the Cardinals and. You know, hopefully the Marlins will, will get all their games in. But I just – I love um, – I love what Major League Baseball's trying to do. They're trying to deal with what comes at them without any big blanket sweeps or, or over uh, generalizations. Um, they're going team by team, and they're going to figure it out the best they can. And as a fan, I love putting on the Braves every night. There was a doubleheader last night, Bill. And, yes, mm-hmm. when it went to the seventh game over, I kind of blinked. And, like, <laughs> looking at my phone, I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess it is game over. Um, Acuna broke out yesterday. had three home runs, which is good to see. He was, he was struggling. But I uh, love it. Um, love that. Uh, love watching the Braves every night. Um, they're going to hurt with Soroka being gone for the rest of the season but hopefully he heals well with his Achilles tear that we kind of teased last week um when he was pitching but yeah. yep no, it's, it's and fun it, and, and, and I'm hoping they keep doing the right things and stay safe and if they are quarantining teams it's because um they're trying to keep the players safe and 
we'll, yeah. uh, we'll, we'll rally and hustle at the end of the season and hopefully get them as many games in as possible. And Mal, in the surprise, not surprise category, um, the Astros were involved in another bench clearing brawl. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I think, I think that team is just going to get shit talked to them all season, huh? Well, it's, I, I, we're not surprised. I'm not surprised. I don't think that's your mind. Yeah. Uh, the, the a lot of these teams get one shot at them. Yeah. Yep. And the fact that it's happening without fans in the stadium, I think is good for them. I think there'd yeah, be more right. if, if in fact yeah. there, there, there were fans in the stadium. It's just baseball players, uh, which, which they're making their own statement to each other. Uh, and the Astros, they, What's their record at the moment? They are. I'll look real quick here. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got it. Uh, they're six and nine. Uh, they're a better team than that, right? They're under five hundred. Yeah. Uh, they're a much much better team than that. Uh, I think they're probably a little bit inside their own heads. Sure. Almost uh, thinking which, what what everybody else is going to say. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's the old classic friends. Do they know that we know that they know that they know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, and, they're, and they're in trouble right now. I mean, they, they got to get their stuff together. Five and a half out. They're not even near the wild cards situation. Mm-hmm. So aren't they glad they're playing in the, aren't they glad? I'm sorry, Bill. Uh, they're playing yeah. the 60 game season and not the 162 game season. I mean, yeah. I truly believe after the season, you know, people, people will, will uh, move on. Uh, I think this is their yeah. year that you need to take their lumps. Yeah, and kind of I agree. It. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good, yeah, good yeah, for them. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and like Mal said, I, I just don't see the fans, you know, a new winner will be crowned. Let's say it's not the Astros. If they win it this year, obviously that changes. But if it's somebody Braves, else what? other than the Astros, I think Braves. by next year people are like, wait, oh, gosh, the Astros was three years ago? Yeah, not, I don't mm-hmm. think that's going to follow them. Hey, real quick, um, real quick, real quick, says Todd. Fernando Tatis Jr. eight home yes. runs on this. Game. This dude is on fire. They're playing at nine forty tonight. Dodgers, uh, Dodgers Padres. So if you can catch the he's, game, you know he's first good. in home runs, runs, slugging percentage, on base percentage, <laughs> and RBIs, and he's third in hits. He's 23, 21 years old. He wow. is the future yeah. of that team. He's a monster. Manny, Manny Bill, Machado I'm, I'm, and Fernando Tatis. I'm not saying it's true. I'm just saying maybe hydrochloroquine is actually a, <laughs> a, 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 a HGH drug, and uh, he's on it. <laughs> wow, that's funny. All right. uh, it's All it's right. been fun to watch him bomb, and I think uh, Todd, you said your guy had uh, uh, three Acuna three diggers. Yep. Acuna. Yeah. Um, the, the, the Indians won last night on a suicide squeeze, which is always a fun mm, uh, fun exciting. play. To, yeah, it's a national league um, play in it, Bill. Kind of, kind of, yeah. yeah, yeah. We don't see American League bombers doing that very much. Um, let's quickly go to the NHL. Let's only talk about one series: the Blue, <laughs> Blue, Jack- Blue Jackets. Two nights ago, uh, it was uh, you jinxed them, Carp. Bad man. You I jinxed. Them. I didn't. I didn't send a text. I was so worried to send a text before that. I was like thinking they're going to win, and they came back and gave up three goals with three thirty-one left. How'd I'm that feel? My, I'm going to have my how'd intern do research. Just asking, that. how'd that feel? Because I remember that last year. <laughs> that I'm going to have my intern do research on that. I thought you sent a text about us moving on. I really remember nope. that. Uh-oh. I sent a text last night. I sent a text no, last night different. about us yeah. moving on. Not in game. I have a lot of time on my hands, Sean. But anyway, I, I did not send a text on Saturday. I was going to text saying, like, we're up 3 nothing. looks like we're going to move on. And then, and then they came back and I said, I, I was going to text on. Maybe you felt I was gonna text, and I maybe said, I had my text. maybe my spidey senses were tingling, right? Yeah. Yes, I was gonna text, and I said no, no. And they gave up three goals. They pulled a goalie, 
right? Like, like Bill, how many times have you been at Mal? How many times have you been at a, a lightning game and they're down three and you're like, fuck it, just pull the goalie, right? Yeah. They and uh, they don't, they did. And they came back and tied it. And then our guys were just shell-shocked. Elvis Mislerskin, you know, um, they pulled him. But I'll tell you, man, Corpus Salo last night, 33 saves in the game last night. They won three, three nothing. It was funny, at the very end of the game, uh, they had pulled their goalie, Toronto pulled their goalie, uh, a bunch of power rushes, a couple, you know, goalie stops. So there's face-offs in our zone. Uh, our, our captain, Nick Felino got the puck open ice and he literally walked it all the way into the net to make sure it went in um you know because we missed three open netters in that three nothing blowout that we lost so um yeah so guess who we put is that coming our way oh <laughs> i just i just got notification i'm gonna have to move inside guys we got rain tornado tornado imminent. alert yes yes yeah i Ron, saw that i saw the storm that went ripping through at indiana right now you're in for a night tonight Yes. So, uh, so guys, we, we, we play Tampa. Let's just yes, talk about do. that really quick. Um, you guys, Bill, as you said, you got a couple guys injured, a couple good guys. Yeah, they're good. They're okay. <laughs> best offensive, best defensive player. Other than that. They're okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't know, Anthony, what do you think? That's can it tomorrow. happen two years yeah. in a row? Can they, can they lose to a seven seed after losing to them as an eight seed last year? I think Vasilevsky has something to prove. Good. Uh, he's Good. been very well rested. Uh, yes. uh, he's as fresh as he had. He he's not doing this after a long season. It's mm -hmm. almost like the start of a new season, and he does mm -hmm. have something to prove. Uh, yeah. And in my mind, he's the best goalie in hockey. So. Uh, I think that whole team has something to prove, offense and defense. Do. Over after There's what no happened last they year, do. Gonna be, and, yeah. Yeah. and the Lightning have a tendency to play better when they have players out. Okay. They do. Yeah. They rally yeah. around each other. They're a deep yep. team and they have a tendency to really play better when they have a player or two that's that's out. So with Stamkos and uh um and uh, what's his name uh, and the the defender out, I think Hedman. they're going to Headman. Yeah. Headman, thank you. They they're going to they're going to they're going to rise to the occasion. Uh, Sergey's going to be fill in for Hedman. Yeah. He'll be great. They'll be. Yeah. We'll it'll be a, it'll be a feisty. It's so weird to see how they're going to match up because without the fans there, you know, you're, they're basically playing on yeah. neutral ice. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and and there's still really the um, Toronto at home. You know, and Toronto's out and Edmonton's out. The two host yeah. cities are are out. Their their season's done, um, and they get to watch people play in their stadium for the next month and a half. You know, right. um, gonna be interesting. But but we're gonna go. I think. Uh, Four games a day, starting tomorrow, maybe. Yep. Tomorrow, yeah, tomorrow. At, uh, three. Tomorrow there's four yes, games. Your, your game. The, the lightning so starts at three. Three o'clock, then five thirty, then eight o'clock, ten thirty. Yeah. 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 Wow. Wow. Yeah. Much like much like primetime golf should be should be fun to watch. Um, and they are piping in some sounds and they're piping in some noise and you know so it's a uh, it's interesting. Um, let's quickly hit on NBA guys. We have a long show with the golf uh, NBA. Um, other than other than uh, New Orleans being eliminated, there's still four yeah. teams in the West. The East is pretty much set. Um, not really much yeah, to, to chat about there. Yeah, you you know like you, you, you keep seeing Lakers lose, and you don't they don't even care. They're just resting guys and just making sure mm -hmm. everybody's ready to go when the playoffs start. Stay so healthy, right? Yeah, right. Stay healthy. Don't yeah. do something stupid. Yeah. So obviously, uh, the guys on this podcast were pulling for Portland to maybe make a run. Dame Lillard has been playing great. Fifty-one points last night. Yeah. 
in a big win. Uh, let's talk college football really quick, guys. Big news came out today. Uh, 12 of the 14 – first of all, the MAC yesterday canceled. Uh, big West, I think, canceled today. Yeah. Uh, the Big Ten presidents voted 12 to 2 to not play. Um, I don't think it's been officially announced by the Big Ten commissioner. They're not playing. Uh, did you see Scott Frost's press conference? Nebraska coach. Nebraska yeah, and Iowa, the two, the two schools that voted to play. Scott Frost in a press conference said, look, obviously we're Big Ten. We want to play Big Ten conference. But my guys are ready to play anybody, anywhere. I'll play because there's talk now that the SEC is going to kind of go rogue vote to play and invite teams from the Big Ten, the Pac-12, and the ACC, and the Big 12 to play in like a super conference for, for one <laughs> oh season. Oh my How good would that be to have like Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama, you know, Texas, you know. Uh, that, that's the Scott Frost coach of the UCF National Championship team? That, that yeah, is that's him, Scott yes. Frost? Okay, just checking. That makes sense. Sounds, yeah. like, sounds like Scott Frost, yeah. 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 I, I think – look, I think, I think if anything, it's going to endear – you know, wow. Ohio State's president, Robert Drake, uh, was the guy that just left. People hated him. The new president came in literally like a week ago, and she voted not to have football this season. Um, I'm, I'm guessing her tenure will be one of the shortest of all presidents ever. <laughs> but, but she was in the majority, the supermajority. Only two, only two teams voted, right, to play. So She was, yes. Yeah, so I think, I think you're going to see um, Pac-12 is going to bail tomorrow. So it's going to be – a tough, tough road to hope, but the NFL's going great. We'll take Saturdays. Did you see that? They'll kill <laughs> yeah. the Thursday night. No, they're going to kill the Thursday night game and put Let's it on Saturday. Saturday Sundays. Okay. Because that way they, they give everybody gets a full week of rest. There's none of that Thursday night crap that, you know, always killed them. Uh, uh, the yeah, players hate cool. that. So now, now they have a way if, if, uh, and that means there's no shitty, uh, uh, speed uniforms or whatever those things are called. Fl- rush, the, uh, rush, color rush. Well, I, I yeah. love the, I love the rush uniforms. So, um, <laughs> Hey, Sean, real, uh, just a point to be made. Um, you're driving Ryan down to Mississippi State. Students are coming back. Um, these student, in some way, shape, or form, I think there needs to be a college football season. I mean, a lot of these student athletes need football, right? Not only to attend college to better their lives, all that good stuff, but where are they going to go? What are they, they going to do if they cancel football, right? Um, well, they so, go to school. Well, first of all, they go to school. Well, the reason they continue, to go to school they now, continue to work out. The reason they, they do all those now is for football, right? So well, sure, lot, but they go to, they them, go to class. Do, they go to class, cool. right? Okay. Make I'm sure saying can... in some. I don't. I don't know if if uh, we need to do interconference play. I'd love it. I'd love for it to happen, but um, just to totally abandon the season, I think would be a mistake. In some shape or form, I think there needs to be that structure, just like you know, students are going back to campus. And again, not. It's not a statement. Yeah. It's just my belief that. Yeah. And listen, Todd, people I, I need universities again, to stay open. I would it's think. apples and oranges, not contact, but there will be chemistry students in a lab, you know, on the weekends doing their jobs, doing their, their, what they're there for. Right. And so I just, you know, I agree. There was a lot of players that they have nothing else to do, but football and, and class, and they don't want to, you know, go home and do classes mm-hmm. from, sure. from a webcam. And it's just, you know, it's, um, uh, uh, Sean, I, agree with you. I mean, look, I think, I think the educators are smart enough to, keep it as safe as possible when the students are in class and there'll be social yep. distancing. They'll, they're going to, there's some outdoor settings. They got all kinds of ideas where, where you're going to have a problem is putting 
10,000 or 40,000 or 60,000 18 to 21 year olds together on weekends. You're never going to be able to control that. I don't care what you say. Mm. That's going to yeah. be the issue. It's that's sure. going to be the issue. And if there's going to be and that's why they a spreading event, it's going to happen. The crowds, is that what you're exactly, saying? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You just cannot. That's going yeah, to be no, listen, the, the thing I, I almost want to see it happen because I, I would love to see Florida, Alabama play in, you know, Bryant Denny Stadium or, or Florida Field with no fans hmm. to see like if Alabama came into the swamp and got up 21 nothing, if Florida could come back without, without the, the fan base, yeah. you know, or, or vice versa. Florida gets up 21 nothing, if that means anything, right. without the fan base just going absolutely batshit crazy. Crazy, so, yeah, you know, it would um, be a it would be a case study. You it would be this a control that you never could do before, right? Like how much do the fans influence the game? You could never f- find out the answer because you never would not have fans, right? Because well, you could, you could, every what? every coach every coach says we piped in music all week. You know, we, we yeah. piped in to simulate yeah. the noise, and yeah. and you know, I just don't see that as possible. Yeah. Um, the, and the I'm sorry, Sean. I think we'd all agree that it's it's a very sensitive subject, and it's not a. Uh, it's not a lack of respect of anyone's opinion. Um, everyone has their opinion. It's just what I want to see. And yeah, um, I get it. I get it. And also, I really think college athletics is important um, in many ways, not only to the student athletes, but to the students, to the fans, to the small businesses around. Um, let's hope we can somehow find a way to, to, to bridge the gap and, uh, you know, get, get, through this season, hopefully back to normal in, in 2021. So anyway, yep. just wishful thinking on my part. But Todd, to that point, it is about the money. Of course. Yeah. And if you play football games without the fans, the money just isn't there. The TV money's there, but I know a lot of people who drive up from Tampa to Gainesville or Tampa small to, businesses, Tallahassee, right? yeah. To, yeah. to Tallahassee for the tailgate. Yep. And some of them don't even go into the stadium. They go for the tailgate. And if there is no game for them to go into, they're going to stay in Tampa, not go up there. So those small businesses are without crushed, people yeah. in the stands are going to be affected. And ultimately, so, college football has turned into a huge business. I and agree. It's about the money. I mean, yeah. you don't hear Division three schools like Amherst and Bowdoin talking about their football teams because uh, they're there for a different reason, right? But the teams we're talking about, the teams that we want to see are those big businesses. And uh, it's, it's a double-edged sword. If they do it or if they don't, they're damned either way. Yeah, and, and it's, it's funny, Bill, you, or uh, Mal, you say business. You know, in my conversation, Carp's Corner conversation with Michael Bennett earlier today, yep. you know, he, he came down to Northwestern for the academics and Ohio State and Alabama for the factory to get him to the NFL. Like he flat out said that. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 you know, it's, these kids are, you know, for many of these kids, it's their one shot. That's why this, we want to play Todd, this whole hashtag, we want to play. Um, it's been a pretty cool movement to see. It's funny how uh, I wish the media would jump on it as, as much as they jump on other hashtags. Um, this is a, this is a large, this isn't 25 players on one team doing this hashtag. This is literally thousands of college players around the country jumping on this hashtag we want to play right Todd well and the, and the hope is uh, we the hope is we have the safest possible environment but um, the TV money's big right so even if without fans you're hoping that it could float 
the athletic the athletic associations to save the volleyball teams, the other sports, and swim yeah. teams, and the other sports. That's my fear: is college football gets canceled, we're going to lose so many um, of the lesser male sports. Collateral and, damage, yeah, collateral. Damage. And the women's sports. I mean, the, it's it's all about money, and the college football is the cash cow. I would hate to lose the gymnastic teams and the diving teams and you know even the baseball and basketball teams don't make as much so this is i hope there's a way that the gap is bridged to survive this year so there's as little damage possible so we can get back to normal um as soon as possible and i know it's sensitive and touchy and again i respect all um views on this and i think we all do but it's just yeah it's just Rubbers meet well, the road if you're cut if you're canceling college football, right? As far as big business revenue, university, mental health, fans' welfare, small businesses in the communities, it's it's a big deal. So, yeah. listen, guys, we for for the last nine weeks we we added in a extra topic to just make our time go to 30, sixty minutes. Um, now we almost have to cut ourselves off because because <laughs> um, Bill's got to edit. Um, but let's go around the horn and find out uh, what's going on. Mal, what do you got coming up this week? No, we're just doing the same thing we always do, Sean. We're helping people uh, find themselves a new place to live. We have a couple of back-to-back closings this week. Um, now, the solve your problems piece of get up, show up, <laughs> do the work, build relationships, solve problems, and have fun has never been more of a, of a moniker than it has been this past couple of weeks. Um, and um, it's it's great feeling when you help people get to where they have to go into their new home or out of their old home with some problems that inevitably come up in the real estate world and uh, creatively through uh, experience or however, find a solution, solve that problem. And uh, we're having a back-to-back closings on Wednesday that as of about four o'clock this afternoon, with a bad appraisal that everybody agreed was a bad appraisal. We mm. weren't sure if we were going to get it done and it's, it's happening this Wednesday. And uh, while I'm sitting here, I got a text from my client who uh, is pretty damn happy that she's going to be moving into her new house on Wednesday. That's awesome. Fantastic. That'll be fun. It'll be a lot of Congratulations. fun. Congratulations. Keep the good work. Todd, how about you, bud? Uh, before I get to my week, um, one thing I hear from each of you guys is I think you surround yourselves with really good teams, right? And I think that's, uh, that's pretty key. It's awesome to hear every week your stories of uh, battling through your problems and uh, and succeeded, succeeding. So that's awesome. Um, tomorrow, if you're bored with hockey, MLS final, Portland at Orlando, their right, inaugural uh, their inaugural tournament. So if you're again, if you need a hockey break, um, click on over. And for the Netflix fix, the last season of Last Chance U has come out. I don't know if you guys have noticed that, but. Uh, it's a team out of Oakland, California. I'm on episode three of eight. Really good stuff. Really good stuff. So tune in for that. Um, other than that, it's business as usual um, since COVID, right? Um, limited in my, uh, in my personal appearances, but uh, have some Zoom calls scheduled with some clients down in South Georgia that are just a little too far away um, to maybe go see um, without a hotel stay. So just, again, finding new ways to be creative and stay engaged. Um, like uh, like we always try to do. So looking forward to a great week, Sean. Nice. Billy, tell us about the the uh, international episode tomorrow. Yeah, it's episode 250 tomorrow. <clears throat> so a milestone, right? Yeah. 
Congratulations, that's be, man. That's yeah, awesome. Stefan Swanpole is my Bicentennial guest. Bicentennial episode, right? Bicentennial is 200. 200, yeah. I'm trying to, yeah. It's by sesquicentennial or something like that. <laughs> never, never mind, edit that, Bill. Edit yeah. That. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not editing that. Um, and so we've got, uh, so Stefan's going to be on. It's it's really a fun, you know, having a conversation was great. He was in his- Did his um, voice squeak? Yeah, did his voice- oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And he's in his place up in um, the North Shore of Kauai, a home he oh. built, he, a home he designed on a wow. golf course. Uh, uh, it's beautiful. And he's, I, I can see him during the uh, episode. Um, and so it was a lot of fun. We talk a lot about um, his past, how he got to the States, how, what he's done here and what T360 is all about. So it's pretty cool. And then um, Wednesday, Sean, hopefully you'll be there. Mal, hopefully you'll be there if you can make it. I know you guys are busy, but um, Joe Rand, how to be a great real estate agent. Yeah, we're, we're doing our first reading between the lines. Thanks for the title, Sean. And um, Joe is going to be there. We have now, 45 people signed up for the book club. Now, I will probably get half that, I think. Maybe you show up to the Zoom. But uh, we're going to have, it's different, Todd. We have the actual author there at the nice. uh, discussion yeah. of the book, which will be a lot of fun. Uh, and then uh, we've, I've, I've, I've already got an okay for our next guest. It's going to be Karen Carr, who wrote YouTube nice. for Real Estate Agents. So, so September 22nd will be our second edition of uh, Reading Between the Lines. So excited about who's going to be the first one to argue with joe about no i don't think you really meant that when you wrote that well i'll do that i'll do that i'll do it (laughs) it'll probably be me (laughs) not me the guy who's never sold real estate will probably argue with him about selling real estate which is sure right a a poor poor form that's not good so awesome no he's he's great he's he'll be he'll he'll take over the the zoom meeting and that's exactly what i want so that's awesome cool well for me bill uh I'll continue to put seeds in the ground with my 4-H club each day, but uh, big week for us. We leave home with our baby, uh, heading, heading to Starkville. Uh, driving down, we're going to go to Nashville on Thursday, stay overnight in Nashville, get, get into Starkville on Friday, um, and then move our kid into the dorms on Saturday. Um, Will there be tears? Heck yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. More from you or Rhonda? Who's gonna, who will tear up harder? Uh, I'll give you one guess. It won't be me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not, not that I won't cry. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll certainly be sad to see him go, but it's just such a cool, cool, cool time. And uh, it, you know, it's, I think we're all, I think we all know, you know, it'd be cool for him to be going down for football season coming up and his first tailgate, stuff like that. Yeah. And that's probably not going to happen, but yeah. you know next what? Year. It's going to be, Wait till next it's going to be, yeah. it's going to yep. be his first season. Yep. His, his freshman year doesn't even be my freshman year. And, um, uh, you know, just, just excited to, to, to see the excitement and the passion and the, the move in and meet, meet his roommate, Cooper, from uh, southern Mississippi, who's coming up, you know, uh, in the PGM program as well. And uh, for him, to, he has his first tournament, I think, next weekend. Nice. Um, so, nice. yeah, kind of, kind of funny. He gets, jumps right in. Well, you know, one of his live classes this year is his PGM class because it's such a small group, um, 20 incoming freshmen in the group. So they'll be able to space – spatially distance nice. in the uh, in the classroom and, and that'll be really fun so looking forward to it so if real estate happens this week that's a bonus um if speaking happens it's a bonus it's all about uh you know getting ryan off to to his next chapter of his life and then riley kicks off you know her senior year uh from here in columbus so yeah hard to believe right wow wow awesome. that's great congratulations you've done good, yeah. you've done yeah. good thanks man. guys so on behalf of bill and todd and mal i'm sean carpenter and always thanks for listening to the stare down